Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Melody Monroe is a hip-hop and soul musician from Atlanta, Georgia. Around a year ago, she felt the urge to get a dog. It would be the first of her adult life, and she went out and ended up finding Mimi, a mixed breed with a bright personality who has united Melody with her neighbors, provides constant companionship, and to me as a dog owner, as an adult, I also found that my life changed and everything felt so magical when I met my first dog. And like Melody, my dog changed my life. And I love the story of her and Mimi and how Mimi has really inspired her and taught her so many lessons. Melody, thank you so much for joining us today on Dog Save the People. How are you today? Thank you, John. Doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. So where are we speaking to you from? Yes, I am located in Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. Been here about three years, so I am a transplant like many of the people here. <laughs> yes. And where are you from originally? I'm originally from a small town called Greensboro, North Carolina. Sure. I've heard of it. Yes. It's right in between Charlotte and the Raleigh-Durham area. Yes. So a lot of people pass right through it. <laughs> And how did you find your way to Atlanta? Actually, it was kind of by happenstance. I was working with a traveling day camp, and we were setting up near the Atlanta area. And just spending some time there, I just knew kind of it was going to be my next home when I had the opportunity. And I got the opportunity, and I never looked back. I just loved loved the culture there, loved the energy, everything it has to offer. Wonderful. I've been to Atlanta a few times and yet yeah, the energy level, the restaurants, the food culture, the dog culture is amazing. It is. I always say there's a little bit of everything for a little bit of everybody. In <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. So growing up, uh, did you have dogs? Yes, I did. I had two dogs growing up. One was a, a lab mix and then another one was in Argentina Dogo. And so we had quite an interesting experience with those two because the lab was very high energy and the Dogo was a little more mellow. But it was a lot of fun, um, grew very close to both. And unfortunately, when we moved at a certain point, we could no longer keep both the dogs. So we ended up having to give them away. And mm-hmm. it was kind of a pivotal time in my life. And I just knew ever since then that I eventually wanted my own dog. And so years went by and every time I would see someone out with a dog, I would always envy them and just be so green (laughs) waiting for the day when I could get my own dog. Right. So finally that day came on June 29th, 2018. (laughs) I love it. And what was your relationship like with your dogs growing up? I would help out here and there with feeding them, walking them, but very much a companion type of relationship, a companionship. And I just always would go to my dogs for fun. The Labrador was very high energy, so he definitely kept things interesting. Um, So we would go out and play and go on walks. And we had him since he was a puppy. So uh, we just kind of grew up together. He was definitely a part of our family and just what I consider to be a part of the family. The Labrador was, his name was Sly. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Yeah, and the Argentina Dogo, his name was Taz. I love it. Yeah, Yeah. it's interesting. Growing up for me, I had, actually, I had uh, Labradors. I had a Labrador as well. And 
I loved her and certainly she was a big part of my family. And it wasn't until I got older that my true love of dogs and the way that I connect with them now kind of grew. A lot of people had that from the get-go. But for me, it was something that as an adult happened more so. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. I think just, I guess, you know, just growing up and developing deeper, you know, emotions and understanding and emotional intelligence kind of helps you to connect on a deeper level. Yes. Um, And then for me, being the sole provider for a dog definitely made it a more intimate experience (laughs) since I was solely responsible for her well-being. So (laughs) absolutely. So from the time that you became an adult and you grew and you uh, grew up and you moved to Atlanta, uh, you had this idea that you always wanted a dog. So can you kind of walk me through this wonderful story of of how you um, met Mimi? Yes, I would love to. So our story starts really in April of 2018. Mm -hmm. I'm a hip hop soul indie music artist. And so I had just released an EP, my first kind of commercial project. And, you know, I was on a high from life and feeling very accomplished. I put a lot of work and time into it. But At the end of the day, after all of that, you know, I would go to these events and I would perform and I had friends, but I would come home and still feel this sort of emptiness in my own house. And so one day I don't stay too far from Piedmont Park. So I just decided to walk to Piedmont Park as I often do. And I was contemplative, kind of just thinking about my life and the next steps I wanted to take. I felt an inner voice telling me that I needed to get a dog, and now was the time. So when I got back home from the walk, I went online, and one of the first websites I went to was Twitter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, my intention on Twitter was just to browse and catch up on news and things like that. Sure. But as I was scrolling, I started to see all these pictures of people with their dogs, and it took me aback. And I wonder what was going on. I was like, this is really weird because I literally was just thinking I need to get a dog. And so if you're familiar with Twitter, you'll know that they have trending hashtags. Yes. Or trending topics, rather. And I saw that National Adopt-A-Pet Day was trending. And so it was kind of a surreal moment for me. It was almost as if, you know, some higher force or, you know, was reading my mind and could tell that I needed a sign. And so I took it as a sign and I immediately opened up a new tab and started to search shelters in my area. And I hadn't looked up shelters before. I didn't know what Atlanta had to offer. And I saw a few. And so I was clicking on a few of them and looking at all the pictures. And I just got really excited and my heart was really warmed immediately looking at all the pictures. And I settled on the Lifeline Animal Project. I saw after doing some research that they have what's called a weekend warriors program, which allows people to take a dog from the shelter for a weekend to give the dog a break from the shelter environment and also to help get the word out that they're available for adoption. And so I thought that was a perfect opportunity for me because I wanted to test the waters first. I wasn't completely sure that I wanted to make such a huge commitment to care for a dog full time. So I thought the Weekend Warriors program was perfect. And I think it was the next week that I went down to the shelter and 
inquired about the program. And I met a little Jack Russell Terrier. His name was Connor. Mm-hmm. He was a little ill, but he was the perfect size, the perfect color. And I just knew. I was like, oh, man, this this little guy seems so cool. I would love to hang out with him. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, because of the process, can't just show up and take a dog, right. thankfully. <laughs> so, <laughs> they have a great screen. right. They have a great screening process. So, I had to wait go through that process and submit an application and get approved. And unfortunately, by the time I returned, I immediately, when I got there and, and got to the back where all the animals were being kept, I immediately went looking for Connor and I searched and searched and he was not there. So I stopped one of the volunteers and asked him if he was familiar with Connor. And he said, oh yeah, he got adopted. So it was kind of bittersweet for me because I was very happy that he found a forever home, but I was hoping I would be the one to give him that Right. Home. So uh, I made my start to, to search again, you know, search the premises again. And about three steps in, I see this small brown dog looking directly at me as I'm walking by. And uh, she was the cutest, cutest little face. And she was uh, in a crate in one of the top crates where the smaller dogs were being kept. And so she looked me right in the eye. So I just knew I was like, OK, I need to hang out with her for a little while. Let me see what kind of, you know, vibe we have together. So I asked if we could go to the play area and Mm -hmm. it took her down for me. And immediately, just as soon as she got out there, she was running and, and very, just very energetic. And it inspired me because while the shelter does their best, you know, it's not an ideal place for the animals. Right. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of noise and, it can just be a harsh environment for them at times. Yeah, very stressful. Yeah, exactly. So I was inspired because even though she was in that environment, she still just had this radiance about her. And we played together, and uh, one of the employees came out and sat with us and was telling me more about her and how she jumps in people's laps. And um, so I just knew. I said, well, you know what? She would be a great candidate for the Weekend Warrior thing. But she hadn't had her shots yet. So she was scheduled to have her procedures done to get spayed and neutered the following day. So um, I agreed to come back the next day to pick her up, which I did with the understanding that I would need to administer her medications, which I was a little nervous about because even though I grew up with dogs, I I wasn't used to treating a dog medically. Sure. um, Yeah. (laughs) So it was, it was already kind of, it already started off a bit tense yes. um, and I just wanted to make sure that she was going to be okay. But we got her home. The next day I came and picked her up and got her home. And she just immediately, as soon as she got to my house, she got in my lap, lied down. You could just tell she just was, she was a little low energy because of the medication, but you could just tell she really appreciated the silence and the break, you know, mm-hmm. from, from the shelter. So, um, That weekend was great. Her energy picked up more and more as the weekend progressed. And when Monday came around, I knew that I wasn't ready to give her back. So I called the shelter and I asked if I could keep her for another week. During this time, I spoke to my landlord and asked him his thoughts on dog sitting and being able to keep a dog short term. And as long as it was a short term thing, he would be okay with it. Right. But the more time I spent with Mimi the more I knew that I wanted to extend the time with her. 
And so originally he, he wasn't very fond of the idea of having a dog full time, but he was the only kind of really big obstacle between her getting adopted. And so I kept her for about another week. And eventually I circled back around with him and said, well, hey, would you reconsider? And he agreed that I could keep a dog full time. So one weekend ended up turning into one month and I fostered her for three weeks. I was planning to go out of the country for a while. So I knew I had to make a decision because I didn't want to give her back to the shelter and have someone else adopt her. And so by the end of the third week, I, I was absolutely sure that I wanted to keep her. So during the time that I got her, she was very ill. She had contracted an upper respiratory infection from while she was at the shelter. I ended up having to take her to the emergency room. And it was, it was that scare kind of showed me how much I had already connected with her. Mm-hmm. Because when they released her from the hospital, the shelter came to pick her up. And I was there the very next day <laughs> to pick her up, so to take her back with me. And that was kind of a sign for me as well that, okay, you, you do want this dog around. So right before my trip, right before I left, I, I went in and signed the adoption papers. And we've been together almost a year now. Was Mimi the name that they had given her? Did she come with that name? Do you know anything about her her background? Um, I haven't had her officially tested, but based on the research that I've done and her appearance, I believe she is a beagle, boxer, and pit mix. Uh-huh. Medium size. She's about 30 pounds. Oh, perfect size. That's great. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. Not too big because I'm a smaller person, so we're, we're a perfect fit size-wise. And she has beautiful, these beautiful markings on her face. And we actually both have mohawks. So, uh, <laughs> so it was, it was totally meant, meant to, be. to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so I do know that she was a stray. They found her on a street not far from mm-hmm. the shelter. The shelter did give her the name Mimi. And because I had fostered her for three weeks prior to adoption, I didn't want to change her name. They did give me that option on adoption day, but right. it just felt natural. I had already been calling her Mimi for about a month. So I just stuck with it. But her full name is Mimi Nala Nicole Monroe. So I did add the middle and last names. (laughs) So how has Mimi changed since you first met her? How has she evolved and how has your relationship evolved with her? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is now she's house trained. Uh (laughs) But, uh, you know, she's just... Yeah, it is. Um, She's done a lot for me. And, you know, this whole experience has been a mirror for me Mm -hmm. and shown me the type of person I am, how introverted I am. Right. (laughs) Um, And, you know, extroverted. Right. So I consider myself an ambivert, which, you know, is kind of the person who's in between. Yeah. I love being around people. I love having a good time, going to the parties, chatting away. But I also need that kind of me time as well. Yes. She's perfect for me, you know. She knows when the, you know, she's very social, very, very social. But also we can be at home by ourselves and she isn't too antsy Mm -hmm. about that, which I appreciate. But yeah, there are some days when I'm just kind of in my zone and I just want to be at home. And she's like, come on, mom, let's go, you know, let's go out. And she'll, because she knows where my neighbors live and where she goes to play, she'll run to their yards (laughs) Oh, that's great. <laughs> Which forces me to be in conversation. So. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, and there's been times when I wasn't in the best mood or I had a hard day and, you know, I run into somebody and it just lifted my spirits, you know, and I would literally, you know, 
say in my heart, thanks, Mimi. Thanks for getting me out the house. Thanks for, you know, dragging me over here. Because it really did lift my spirits having that conversation with my neighbor. Because I work from home. And so I'm usually just in my apartment, you know, hacking away at a computer, doing some work. And it can be very isolating. And so when I got her, eventually we started going to dog parts and getting her socialized. And so, you know, the more people I would meet, Mimi would play with their dogs and get along very well with their dogs. So we would stay in contact. It's a beautiful, it's just a beautiful thing. She's really opened up my world and gotten me more friends and a stronger community. And I'm just really thankful to her for that. One thing specifically I've learned from Mimi is the balance of work and play because I tend to be a workaholic and she forces me to get outside. We take our our park breaks and our play breaks every day. And that really has changed my life because it's shown me how helpful that can be for me not to overwork myself because I do a lot. I have a lot going on. And just to pause, you know, pause to breathe, pause to play. And that's something that Mimi has taught me. But also on a basic level, she's taught me how to be patient, especially when we were, when we first met and I had to get her house trained and before I got a crate. So there was about, I think it was about a week or so between when I originally got her and when I had gotten a crate for her. (laughs) And so in between that time, it was a little, it was a little stressful And she did get into some things and she would tear some things up. And uh, she got into, it was like one of my favorite pair of headphones that cost like 50 Mm -hmm. bucks. And I was so angry at the time. (laughs) But, you know, it it taught me, you know, to be less materialistic in in a roundabout way. It's like, okay, you know, she chewed up some some of my shoes and it's like all this stuff can be replaced. So don't hold on to it too tightly. And... That's just another way that she's shown me kind of what my value is as a person, kind of where my treasures are. And then also another big one for me is she's helped me to really learn the value of consistency. Yes. Which I, yeah, which I feel is something I personally struggle with. So, you know, having to feed her at the same time every day and we have a strong routine and a solid routine now certain time we're going to the park and she expects it and she demands it of it really mm-hmm. uh, she's very vocal about when she wants to go out and play it's <laughs> so. really it's so amazing because my dogs are the same way they really thrive on consistency and so for me it provides a great structure and my dogs are up literally within five minutes more or less of the same time every morning and they love having that structure and it, i think it does provide especially because i work at home a lot too it provides structure for us as homebodies. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of my day is centered around Mimi and I's activities Mm -hmm. together. And so it really helps me to have that, like you said, that structure and that routine. Yes. And psychologically, you know, I know that having a routine helps people to feel more grounded and more in control. And so I think overall it's helped my sense of, okay, I have my life in order. I know what I'm going to be doing today. You know, so it's really helped a lot in that aspect as well. I love it. Now, you had mentioned that she's shown you what type of parent you might be. Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) um, as probably a lot of people do, uh, before they take the plunge and and have an actual child, they'll get a dog. Yes. (laughs) As kind of a test drive. Yes. So it was kind of no different for me. Not that I got Mimi as a specific, you know, way of, of seeing, you know, parenting, but it did show me what type of parent I'll be. And I've noticed that I need to 
get a lot better with setting boundaries mm-hmm. and things like that. I'm probably a little too lenient here and there and letting her, you know, run around and, and feeding her treats and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's definitely shown me, you know, as a, as a guidance where my weak spots are and where I can definitely improve, you know, but we have a great relationship. I think we have a mutual respect for each other and um, definitely a mutual love for each other. And I know that we can trust each other fully. And just seeing that blossom over time, how we've gotten closer and closer through various experiences, through traveling together, through sickness, her being sick, me being sick. Um, it's just a beautiful thing to see. And I just really want her to have a good quality of life. And sometimes it's at the expense of myself, you know, yes. like, you know, um, I may not spend something on myself so that she can have something or, you know, instead of going to sleep when I want to I'll take her out or, or take her to some event. Yeah, That's a great sign of a good parent to be. And you'd also mentioned earlier that she is a constant source of happiness for you. Yeah, she is. You know, and sometimes it's in the smallest, sweetest ways. And overall, she's just a very, very happy dog. She smiles all of the time. (laughs) And in the morning, we have a routine. She'll wake up and she'll greet me. And, you know, she'll come and lay on me and want me to rub her belly. And she smiles in the morning And it's just, it's hard. You can't be sad around Mimi. It's very hard to be sad around Mimi. Even in the times where I've had really rough days, she constantly keeps me smiling. And um, yeah, I'm just very thankful for her spirit. It's a way to kind of get away from the heaviness of the world a lot of times. Just the purity of a dog and the innocence of a dog, the little things that they do. So, you know, having a dog like Mimi where She's just so playful. You know, it kind of helps. It helps lift your mood and spirit. Absolutely. Living in Atlanta, what kind of experience is it there? I mean, is it more of a car culture? Are you able to walk her a lot? And and you said that the park is right there by you. Yes. So I live in Midtown Atlanta, which I'm very privileged in that way, that we have some really good green Mm -hmm. spaces. I'm about a mile and a half from two different dog parks. So we get a lot of walking in and we also have the option to drive, but Atlanta is, is very dog friendly. There's some really cool places. We've got, you know, all types of dog parks and meshes. There's a place called Fetch that um, is a bar and in a dog space. So it's a really cool place to be. And because I'm in such a central location, I really am privileged in that way that I can just walk, you know, somewhere within like 10 minutes. Oh, that's great. So, Melody, how can we find you on social media? And tell us a little bit about how we can find you and your work. Yeah, I would love to. So, I am on social media as Miss, that's M-S, Melody, M-E-L-O-D-Y, Monroe, M-O-N-R-O-E. So, that's Miss Melody Monroe. I'm at Miss Melody Monroe everywhere on social media. That's where you can find me. That's my handle. And I'm currently in the process of getting Mimi set up. So she's going to have her own thing pretty soon. Really excited about that. Yeah. So you guys stay tuned. She has a lot to show the world. Oh, that's wonderful. And And to be able to find your music. Yeah. Feel free to go to any of my social media. I'll have my website listed there. Or you can go directly to my website of the same name, which is MissMSMelodyMonroe.com. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. And yes, I I look forward to seeing more imagery and to hearing more from Mimi. She sounds like a really special girl. 
She is. She is. And we're looking forward to it, too. <laughs> Thank you so much, John. And Melody, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. I really appreciate your time and to hearing more about your story. It was really just a, a beautiful individual story about how she changed her life. Yeah, she definitely did. I'm very, very thankful. Thankful for that fateful Saturday and for all the other, you know, just moments that led up to our story. Thank you so much for having me and for allowing me to share my story. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Melody. We'll talk soon. I loved hearing from Melody and all of the lessons that she's learned through having this relationship with her dog, Mimi. She's learned patience. She's learned to sort of let go of materialistic values. She's learned a lot about herself. Mimi has brought her out of her shell. She's learned to connect with her community. And she's really learned about the idea of what being a parent might feel like. Because with having a dog, it's very much about consistency. It's a lot about scheduling. And most importantly, it's about selflessness. And this was one of the things that Melody really spoke to. And it helped her, I believe, kind of see what sort of parent she might be. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio, and it's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this show, please leave a review or rating. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so see you next week for another episode from Dog Save the People. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you.